define your idea of prosperity and then close the window. Stop looking out the window at the other people's ideas of prosperity. Welcome to Start of the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. Today, I'm joined by Kine. Kine Quarter from Prosperity Report. Atlanta, Georgia represent from the dirty. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you lowering your standards to hang out. <laughs> you um, know, every once in a while, you got to do that. You got to have friends in high and low places. Yeah, so well, you're definitely um, hanging out with the low friends right now. And that's, we're grateful for that. <laughs> no, so, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm honored the, to be here. Well, the reason I wanted to chat with you is, is because of the prosperity report. And I think that's a fascinating yeah. thing. Uh, but first of all, before we get there, there's going to be some people that don't know about what you're up to or, mm-hmm. or, or who you are. And so maybe a little uh, background. If Absolutely. You don't mind. So I'm Kenei Quarter. I am a financial therapist, hypnotherapist. I specialize in financial therapy, helping couples have the tough conversations around love and money. So that's how my podcast got started, because it's the love and money podcast. So we talk about all those tough things that couples have to talk about when it comes to love. Most of the time, men are saying she talks too much and women are saying he doesn't talk enough. So, <laughs> so we're. Have you been chatting with my wife? <laughs> There's something going on here. No, so that's funny. We're, I, at, we're like yeah, finding sorry. the middle ground between what's enough mm-hmm. talk and what's too much talk so that you can get on the same page financially and become a winning team in love, life, and money. Okay, so let's go back a bit. Okay. You weren't always doing this. What were you doing prior? And, and then what was that moment where you're like, I need to go in this direction? A couple things happened. I was in the entertainment industry first. Hmm. And during some of that downtime, a friend of mine said, well, why don't you open a real estate and mortgage company with me? And I was like, okay, sure. So we did that. And that was like my introduction into the financial industry. And it was in 2003 when everything was just like Ah. easy peasy. Mm -hmm. And I got fooled into believing that it would always be easy. Yeah, life's good. (laughs) Exactly. So up, up, up we go. And then 2009 and down, down, down. We saw what happened. Yeah. Exactly. Very Mm. quickly, the industry changed. But I, by then, because I had gone through a couple of transitions, you know, we started out in mortgage and real estate. Then we moved to insurance and we added credit restoration and then I got series seven and 66. So by then I moved on to Morgan Stanley. We closed our company when the market crashed, moved on to Morgan Stanley and, you know, bigger companies like that. So at Morgan Stanley, I would do these beautiful financial plans and then couples wouldn't execute on them or they'd sit in my office and they'd argue about them and I wouldn't have any way to help them. So I think what happened was my Mike, I think I felt some guilt around creating this plan that then created divisiveness between the couple rather than bringing them together, making them a winning team. Or perhaps the plan wasn't creating it. It was already there. Exactly. Yes. And you it, just it were the lucky winner to, see it, <laughs> to get to see it. Yeah. So I actually went back to school, got my master's in clinical mental health counseling. Congratulations. Thank you. So I could merge the two, really being able to help couples have those tough conversations without hurting each other. Was that humbling for you when you went through that experience in 2009 and had to make those transitions? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Because, like I said, well, that was actually the first time in my life that anything like dramatic or traumatic had happened. Life was pretty easy for me up until that point. And then I was like, oh, whoa, here's a new thing. So but the funny thing is my parents experienced something very similar in their life right around the same age I was at the time. 
Yeah. Well, uh, such as what? They both got laid off in the same year. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So right around 38 years old, and I was almost, I was 36 when this happened. So right around the same time that happened to them, and I had no idea when I was a kid what they were experiencing, but because I went through it myself, because closing your business is just like getting laid off. Yeah. Think about it. So I had to tell myself the business failed. I didn't. Or the market failed me. I yeah, didn't the fail. Changed. Exactly. Yeah, you were doing so, what you needed to do. Yeah. You do what, what, what you can with what you right. have at the time. So I just pushed on and kind of recreated. I wrote a book called The Art of Starting Over. What a great title. Thank you. Yeah, very fitting. <laughs> for... Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's really a step-by-step guide how to create more power, peace, and pleasure in your life. And control the controllable. Because that's what we don't do. We don't control the controllables. The things we have control over, we're letting them pass. And the things we don't have control over, we're trying so hard, like our spouses, to control them. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So in your own relationship, how are these things that you're teaching, like how have they benefited? What impact are they having still to this day? I'm sure you, you run into little things here oh, and yeah. there. And even constant. knowing, yeah, yeah, even knowing, they have, I call them principles, even knowing these principles, mm -hmm. you're, still gonna, you're still human. Right. So I think number one is awareness. We're very aware of who we're with. So he knows my strengths, my challenges, and vice versa. And then there's the acceptance. Mm -hmm. So some of it you can or you will accept, and others you'll just complain about for the rest of your life. And you just have to know that, and they just have to know that. What are some things about your husband that are like really strong and you're, you know, benefiting from that? Because that might not be your particular oh, area. So he slows down really well. And I don't do that very well. I'm on, 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 on. Just like if you think about this moment, how this all happened, I'm on, on, on. I'm ready, set. You're in conference mode. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that. And I, but I'm always in conference mode. Oh, okay. <laughs> So he's like, there you go. Ah, <laughs> Can you turn, turn yeah. it down much? So he does that really well, and I don't. So he's kind of helping you have a better balance. Exactly. So you when are I fortunate need to... to have him in your life. That's good. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, go ahead and tell on him. What, what areas are you helping him? And praise God. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not a risk taker. He's very <laughs> That sounds like my wife. Yeah. <laughs> methodical, calculated. Yep. Wait, 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 analyze, mm -hmm. think, and I'm like, go. No, like, this we've got to take, yes, yeah. take advantage of this opportunity. It may be right. It may not be, but that's okay. We'll yeah. learn something al along the learn. process. Yeah, we're going to be wise within reason, and we're going to yes. go. Yes, wise within reason is a All great right. way mm -hmm, to describe it. So I think I bring that adventure, like, go a little further than you normally would stretch to his life. So since you started this Prosperity opportunity helping people, what are some stories that have come from that? Oh, what am I? So episode, I think it's, I don't know the number, but one of the episodes we talk about financial therapy and I have a couple on the show that was actually a client of mine. So they were happy to become a client. The great thing about this couple was the woman came to me first because she hadn't even looked at the finances in 18 years. Now, generally I work with couples who have been, who are engaged or just recently married, like maybe under five years. But this couple, 18 years, and she had never worked on the finances. Her thought was that he's got it. I don't need to go touching that stuff. And his thought was maybe she should help out. But at the same time, he had some mixed emotions. He's like, well, I kind of 
like doing what I do with the finances and I do have it, but I would like some help. Well, I helped them have that conversation. Can you imagine after 18 years, not even knowing that he wanted some help, but he didn't know how to articulate that because he thought if he did, then she'd try to take over. And he's like, well, no, no, no. I just want to give up a little bit of this control, not all of it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and it actually brought their marriage closer together. I mean, they sure. were close. Of course, being married 18 years, they know a lot about each other. But now they've had 24 what they call budget meetings. I call it money day in my program. They changed the name for their family. They call it budget meetings. So they've been doing this consecutively nonstop every month. They have their money. day. Uh, t- tell me about money day. What, what does that entail? Like, what is that? So money day is when you sit down and you talk about the finances. Now, it could happen once a month. It could happen once a week. It just depends on the couple. You decide. First of all, you hold some of this information, this money information, until money day. You know how they walk in the door and you go, oh, this is due and this so-and-so needs shoes. And, you know, it's like, hold that until money day. If it can hold, if it's not an emergency, and you you definitely define what an emergency is. Right. If it's not an emergency, hold it until money day. And then once you hold it until money day, talk about it. Like, let's have that conversation. What does it look like? Who needs shoes? Who has something coming up? What have we been doing well? What do we need to adjust? So really looking at, and it's not about the numbers as much as it's about the emotions, the plan, the strategy. The numbers are important, but they're probably about 10 or 20% of the whole conversation. The conversation is really about What can I do to help us get to our ultimate goal? How can we fall more in love with our plan rather than falling in love with that pair of shoes? You mentioned the shoes. What's another specific example of where, hey, we got to we got to have a come to Jesus on this money day here. (laughs) Give me give me something. Yeah. So what I say a lot is you usually feel the voids you feel using money. So whatever that may be, and it's different for different people. Like I had, I was just talking to a patient yesterday and she said that she fills her voids by buying her children something. Another guy that I have, he fills his voids by going on a trip. Like whenever he fills a void, he'll plan a trip. And that may be right to help you detox or, you know, unwind. But if the money is not there and you're putting it on credit cards or you're stretching yourself or you come back to bills that you can't pay, then did it really fill the void? No. So I have this thing. I say money can buy happiness. You just have to know what truly brings you happiness and then buy it. What happens is people are buying things that don't bring them happiness, just fill voids. I want to share a story. So I, I recently was on OfferUp. I probably shouldn't have been. <laughs> You're familiar with OfferUp. Yep. And I found a guitar, and, and this particular guitar was priced based on what I know of guitars and research, and I've been playing for a long time. It was very, very good price. And it's still expensive, but it's, wow, you know, this is a major, major, I don't think this person realizes what they have. And so I go to my wife and I said, I think I'd really like to get this. You know, I don't want to be irresponsible about it, yeah. but it's, you know, we're talking... Even with a heavy discount, you know, we're, we're talking over $1,000. So it's not a small yeah. purchase. It wouldn't be any credit card or anything. I mean, I have the money. I can do it. Mm-hmm. But should I do it? You know, and so I talked to her about it. And she's like, well, you know, you're turning 40. And, you know, this might be your chance to get this one thing. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm okay with you getting it. You know, as long as we, you know, make sure we're, we're on target with some of this other stuff. And then I was like, huh. <laughs> like, 
like I almost was like, no, I'm afraid to get it. <laughs> <'Cause> it's, like, <laughs> it's like I think I feel like she set that me up so right easy. there. Like, <laughs> so like, so based on that limited story, uh, any advice? Because I'm, I'm a little bit torn. I'm like, really? I, I kind of want it, but I'm also I don't want to just get something to get it, even though I, it is something that I would enjoy having. But and eh, that's you know, how it's a nice to have. It's not a need. Right. So. And sometimes nice to haves are OK. That's that's the fulfillment part of life. Like. Right. You got to do your needs. You have to have that in order to be yeah, happy. Yep. But the fulfillment sometimes is the gravy. So I, I say it's the meat. That's not meat for you, yeah. but that is gravy. And sometimes gravy makes the steak even better. Mm. Uh, even a good steak is better with gravy. So if to me, if you're still talking about it and you've had that conversation with her, it's later. It sounds like something that is part of you. It's well, not like you forgot all about it and you're like, oh, whatever. What I wouldn't want is to make this purchase and then that. Then all of a sudden, another conversation comes up. Well, you you got this. Remember this, you know, and like, well, hold on. I thought we were, yeah, you know, in sync on that. And I don't know that that would happen, but I guess I just want to be, I want to really think through it. I don't want to just jump. Absolutely. And that's the great point about it. You yeah. are thinking it through. You are having the conversation. You you spoke with your partner about it. So yeah. it's not like you're committing I, financial I, infidelity. <laughs> my intentions are to stay married. Yes. <laughs> so I I know enough to yeah and so you having you're having the conversation right. you're seeing and what i say in, in my office is you're seeing how it feels in your body like you're really yeah. seeing where it places if it places in your heart and you really think it's going to bring you pleasure and your gut is saying this is it because even if you don't like it you could turn around and sell it sure and get your money back it's that so that to me is a win-win because it's not like there's something that nobody else wants you're right. getting something that if you do feel buyer's remorse, if you do feel guilt about it, or if it comes back up and she says, well, you got this, then you're like, you know what? We can put it right back on, offer up or any of those yeah, other sites. And, and I might even mark it up a couple of dollars and, and win. But let's talk about like children and the dynamic of, you know, marriage and family. So one parent could say, OK, my child must have this, but it's not money day. <laughs> have you ever dealt with that? Oh, yeah. All the time, because most people have different money what i call money mentality they have a different money mentality and even if they have the same money mentality they grew up in different households so that how they show up in that money mentality is going to be different and money has a association with it so we we see money as something it's not just dollars we see it as control we see it as how we show up in the world like oh people know i'm i'm successful because i have money right we see money as freedom we see, money has it shows up a different way, not just as money. So one person may be trying to show up, which is why my kid needs this, needs the keyword, this thing. <laughs> it's like, really do they? Or is that a story you're telling yourself so that you can feel prosperous? It, it's both sides. I mean, it, it, like my daughter's got me wrapped around her finger. I don't mind saying it. There will be moments where she'll test that. And if I'm not really... <laughs> grounded i might be like you know what anything for uh, my yeah baby. yeah Any, anything for my <laughs> sweetie you know and 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 my wife's guilty of it too but uh you know and i think that's the next money day conversation we yes. need to have is uh you know maybe we didn't need to buy that toy in target that one time but uh and so what but i, I did it because it i got put a i got smile on her face. she tricked me she yes. tricked <laughs> what i find so, is that you include yeah. the children in on the the plan right. and have them decide what's important to you. This is what you have to spend on toys or books yeah. or clothes, right? 
and however you want to spend it. It's totally up to you. Yeah. And we think that we can't have those conversations with them, but you totally can. And they get it. In fact, be careful because they'll start calling you on it before you know it. They're going to say, dad, you said, and you're like, oh gosh, no, some I've, accountability. Created a, I've created a monster. <laughs> My daughter does that with other things like uh, health, for example. Yes. So they're like, Dad, you're uh, you need to go running, and I'm like, Yeah, thanks. <laughs> but like, uh, okay, that's your last. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see who gets uh, dessert tonight. It won't be you. No, but um, this is really helpful. There's probably people listening that say, "Man, this is resonate with me. I need to talk to Kine." How do they connect with you online? Absolutely. So I'm on social media. Mm-hmm. You can go to kinecorder.com/slash. FB, like Facebook, kanaecorder.com slash FB, or Instagram if you're an Instagram person, kanaecorder.com slash IG. The other thing, I do have a free money quiz where you can find out your money mentality. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, so you can go to kanaecorder.com slash money dash quiz. So K-I-N-E-C-O-R-D-E-R.com. Yes. Slash money, slash money, slash dash quiz, dash quiz, yes. money, dash quiz. Okay, got it. K I N E C O R D E R dot com slash money, dash quiz. We always like to close out the show with final thoughts. Do you have any final thoughts? Yes. Define your idea of prosperity and then close the window. Stop looking out the window at the other people's ideas of prosperity. Can you give me an example of that? Usually we're looking at the, uh, the, the Joneses, you know, the story about the Joneses. We're looking at the Joneses mm. and we're looking at their idea of prosperity. So if they buy a new car, then we're like, oh, maybe it's time for me to buy yeah, a new car. That truck. Yeah, or mm. truck. Yeah. Exactly. Or if they add something onto their house, you're like, oh, that looks nice. Maybe, it's, maybe we should do that, too. It may not be time for you. So you create your idea of prosperity. What does prosperity mean to you? I like to. First, have my patients write down a paragraph, what prosperity means to them, and then take out three or four words that really resonate so that they can just repeat those words. So for me, those four words would be autonomy, creativity, generosity, and love. So when I feel most prosperous is when I can give without thinking about it, like, oh, do I have enough? Is everything going to be okay? I need autonomy. Like, I have to have my freedom. And money can buy freedom. So that is my idea of prosperity. Is Chick-fil-A three words? Is that? <laughs> uh, it might. I'm joking. I would like to think Chick-fil-A wouldn't be on that list, but I don't know. I, I probably, probably need to you think about that one some more. Your idea of prosperity. <laughs> I really appreciate your time. Uh, best Thank wishes you. to you. And yeah, look forward to seeing how things go. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you again. You.